Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you that your word endures forever. It's anointed and it's a blessing unto us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Titus chapter 1 verse 7. The Bible says, For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able to buy sound doctrine both to exalt and to convince the gainsayers. Praise the Lord. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouth must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. Wow. One of themselves, even a prophet, of their own said, the Christians are always liars, even beasts, slow bellies. It's powerful. Attributes of kingdom stewards, part three. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. It's going to be very brief. Paul, talking to Titus, said, I'm leaving you in Crete, and I want you to make sure that the things that are not in order, you put them in order, establish elders across the cities, Appoint them as you have been appointed. And then he told him that be observant. They should be blameless. They should be this. Their children should be good. And all of that. Then when he came to the bishops, he said that for a bishop must be blameless in verse 7 as the steward of God. So a child of God must see him or herself as a steward of God. One that is here representing Jesus one that is here taking care of God's business. You are a caretaker. Say, I'm a caretaker. Say, everything I have, God gave me. Therefore, I'm a caretaker. There is nothing that is here that we are currently holding on to that is ours. Your husband is not yours. And your wife is not yours. Yes. Belongs to God. All this grammar you have been speaking here and there, it's not yours. You have to understand that you are just a steward. Hello? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Tell somebody you are just a steward. You are a steward. The talent you have is not yours. It was given to us. The Bible says when he ascended on high, he gave gift unto men. He called some to be this, some to be that. Not just in the pulpit, because if you go to Corinthians, it shows us how even gift of helps were also given for 
all for the perfection of the saint and for the work of the ministry and for our functioning here on earth. The education you have attained is given. If you look at your certificate, you'll find out that it says it's awarded. <laughs> it's awarded. It's awarded. It's, 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 there is nothing we have that we can credit ourselves for it. It is God who has given them to us. Praise the Lord. And that is why the issue of stewardship is very important. The life we have, the breath we breathe, is not ours. That's why we account for it. You know, in the day of judgment. So, if you don't have that mindset that I am a steward of my body, my soul, my spirit, and then because of that, I am going to render an account, you will not even be very conscious about what goes into you, how you apply your body, and all those things. Because in your mind, this is me. Now, if you don't have that kind of mindset, the mindset you have is called a Babylonian mindset. What's the mindset? Babylonian. Look at somebody say, don't be Babylon. <laughs> so what's the Babylonian mindset? In the book of Daniel, chapter 1, they said they were looking for guys to be trained into the service of the king. And then they bring a criteria. In that criteria, they said, put Daniel chapter 1 there. And in the third year of the reign of Joachim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Look at that. And the Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shina, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. Verse 3. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his Enos, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel. Say certain. certain. Not everyone. Devil is not interested in everyone. Yes, sir. Certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed. Look at, look at the quality he's looking for. Royal seed. Godly seed, of the king's seed, and of the princes. Yes, they have to be princes. Are you here? They have to be princes. Children in whom was no blemish. I'm telling you, let's go now. <laughs> in whom there is no word, blemish. Just say, nice, hunam sardine. The flesh will be glittering. Yes, no defect. Eye is clear. No limping there. You are correct. Hey. <laughs> Timber and caliber. Children in whom was no blemish, but well favored. Well favored. And skillful in all wisdom. And cunning in knowledge. And understanding science. Charlie's term is inside here. And such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. Such as the ability in them to stand in the king's palace. Look, there are people and there are people. <laughs> when they are making selection, thank God for grace. <laughs> Look at someone say, thank God for grace. Because I don't know where you would have been. 
I don't even think, I don't want to think far. He said, such has ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So they were just going to teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And look at the criteria they are putting there. That means that even for all the slaves, not everyone qualified. Now, and they were God's children. The next verse. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. So nourishing, so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. They, they just want people to stand before the king. And this is the process. Three years old. Boy. The message is changing here. Three years. Now among these were of the, now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael. And Azariah, watch it, unto whom the prince of the Enos gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. I said, Somebody, change their names. Boy. I'm just trying to show you the Babylonian principle. First of all, Babylonian principle or culture doesn't like rubbish people, bogus people, empty people. It looks for people who are potentially great. People who have something, you know, they have education, they are intelligent. Are you here? But what this is going to do is that it's going to make you misapply your intelligence for the devil. And so, when the Babylonian spirit enters into a place, it's just selecting. And it can be a church, and selection has been made. These people, in our time, we call them influencers. Nice people. Hey. Yeah. And he says that. This is how it starts. After the selection, the purpose is to teach them the learning and the language of Babylon. So, the first thing that the devil tries to do in robbing a child of God from this mindset of stewardship is to give you some form of learning. It's, it's an education. And that education can be somebody's voice in your ears all the time. It's a conditioning. All the time. And by the time you know, you are learning. And once that learning enters into you, you see that it changes your language. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to apply it to beer. <laughs> it changes. You see that you, you are in church, but you really have a coded language. Serious one. Coded language. After that, you change your name. So, for this to really, really happen, two things were happening. But those two things eh, are spiritually the same. Number one is the learning. Number two is the eating. Is what? Learning and what? Eating. 
The learning was supposed to change their language. The eating was supposed to wire them internally. So you see that for the Babylonian theory, what happens is that they will make you feast on a particular meat. You will be feasting on it. But whatever you feast on will feast on you. You will be eating a particular food that has been sacrificed to idols, but it has it has what it takes to make you very nourished. So even when Daniel and the rest had gone to make um, arrangement that they shouldn't feast on those meals, the Bible said they said that they should be compared to the other people. That means that that particular meal they gave them made them nice. Ordinarily. Are you here? And spiritually what you feast on is what you become. The word of God is bread. Word of the devil is also bread. I don't know what you are feasting on. But what you feast on has a lot to tell in who you become. And if you feast on foolishness, you feast on falsehood, deception, you feast on things that are not of God, you find out that someone will tell you that weed, that's a Babylonian language, it's a coded language. Weed is not a problem. It is natural. It's medicine. It's a Babylonian language. What's the Babylonian language? <laughs> I'm preaching this thing here. Yes, the Babylonian language is that, okay, a thief is a thief. But I'm not a thief. Instead of stealing, I would rather use my body to get money. And so, I'm not a thief. I sleep with someone. He gives me money. I send some to my mother in the village. What's now? Like, what is the problem? It's a Babylonian mind. That's why there are males in church and there are male prostitutes to some sugar mummies. <laughs> prostitute. Eh? They said it's not prostitute, it's prostitute. It's a brother in prostitution. Prostitute. But you know, in your mind, an arm robber is. is, is, is it's, it's a problem. But the Babylonian... <laughs> oh, God. Save me from preaching this thing. You see that you are in church and you are fully Babylon. Because it's a language. And when you get into the clique of certain girls, you see that they speak a particular language. When you are a church girl and you get into the... I mean, you see that you are missed. You, you are like... You are, you are, you are missing. Some, some friends, some guys can meet and when you are in church and assuming they are your mates and you do a wedding, you get into their midst and they say that your freedom has been taken away from you. It's like it's a Babylonian mind. They say the ring is a handcuff. It's a language. I'm saying that it starts with the language. So by the time you know the language, you start making you eating a particular thing. And as you are eating it, they are shifting you from standing before your God to standing before their kings in their palaces. That's why it's so easy for people who are in church to also find themselves in things that ought not to be. And they are fine. They are okay. Because as you are eating, the food is just programming your spirit. That you die that this time around, your conscience doesn't prick you. Hush. 
God has principles, devil has principles. None of us here is special beyond what the blood of Jesus has made us. And sometimes you can allocate to yourself powers that Jesus has not allocated to you. You'll be walking in Babylonian theories. Ah, you, can you imagine that these boys, in the face of peril, adversity, they told the king that we are not, first of all, they made an arrangement that we won't eat this thing. Then fire has been raised seven times. They said that we are on ground. Even if we don't get saved here, let him be glorified. We move. If you don't think that your life is someone's product, you'll be spending it as if it's your own product. That's why you want to protect it for yourself. But, you know, stewardship means that you must live for another's agenda. You, you are, it has to enter. Jesus says, says that I'm not here on my own accord. I'm here on the accord of my father. What he tells me to do is what I do. What I hear him say is what I say. I'm here to do the will of him who sent me here. And because of the mindset of stewardship, he said that, if he wants me to lay down my life, look at the prayer he prayed in the garden. He said, on my own, Babylonian, I wish this cup would pass me. But because I am just a caretaker of this, this body, this life here, let your will be done now. Are you here at all? Let, don't come here and be owning your own life. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm in charge of my life. I'm that way you talk to human beings. But when it comes to God, don't try. Don't what? Don't try it. And every time, you should have God in mind when you are applying yourself in every matter. There's no special matter where it's like when I'm doing things, God, and when I'm in my corner, no, 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 no. That's why God has chosen to dwell in you. You go everywhere, he goes with you. Are you here? Simple matter. Simple matter. Are you here at all? Tell somebody you're a steward. And one attribute of a steward is that you go in the way of the Lord all the time. And you honor God all the time. Look at the scripture. Let me just round up so that we just... The, the scripture in Titus, actually. You know. These people were drinking wine and all those things. This time, like, drinking wine is a small matter. But once you can pray in tongues, yes, Shabaya. Charlie? <laughs> That's what people can be... In, I preach in Germany. Eh? When we finish the program, powerful prophetic program. When we finish now... Two sisters, after about 15 minutes, were just going to say, ah, they have changed once a week. Be short, short this thing. They were going to ask the lady, hey, <laughs> hey, where are they going? Are they demons? He said, no, they were in the church. I said, ah, 
they transformed like that all of a sudden? He said they are prostitutes too, that they work for one madam like that. You have to go and make sales. I said, from church. Ah. I felt very bad. That's why you can have armed robbers in church praying that their robbery tonight will go well. We need to, you see, it, <laughs> Bible says you cannot take from truth, you cannot add from truth. The truth is not a problem. It's the communicator that has a problem and he must balance himself to be in line with the truth. Whenever we talk about balance, people talk about, no, truth is truth. You truth is absolute. That's what the Bible said. Me as a prophet, receiving a prophetic word from you, that prophetic word can never, ever be inaccurate if it's coming from God. But this machine that is receiving this data, depending on the condition, preparation, it can distort the data. There can be margin of error. The, what is coming is not a problem. God is not a problem. I am the problem. We that are communicating, we are the problem. And so you can have, you can preach 99% truth and 1% heresy. And that Bible calls it the yeast, yeast of the Pharisee. Now, put small yeast in flour and see its permeable abilities. It will enter everywhere and take over the smell. Yes, I get your bread. And the thing about it, <laughs> the thing about it is that it will make the bread to what bloat, but there is no substance in it. You think it's big, or you buy it for a price, it's a big bread. When you go, you put your hand and say, Phew. There's nothing in it. <laughs> There's nothing in deception, only distraction, no substance. I'm praying that God will deliver us in Jesus' name. Look, nothing beautiful. I can't tell these singers, all the ministers here, nothing beautiful. I'm here. Do you know what? I have touched very radical demons. And I don't think twice. And my prayer life is not the reason why I'm not afraid. Oh. Bible said, the Lord said, I am the Lord that brought you out of Egypt. I am holy. Be holy. There is no conversational. Nothing preserves you more than living right in the Lord and with the Lord. No, forget this, your prayer, you believe in so much. You believe, what is prayer? You are praying in dishonor. Who is answering it? You know? And after a while, we are going into universalism where everything works. Everything is fine. Everything. But if you read the Bible carefully, you will find out that devil has standards. God has standards. Uphold the standard of God. That is real anointing. Are you here? You know what that man of God told me? He said to me that he said, he, he was in my office. And he said to me, he said, ha, so you mean you are here? You were going to do program. You just, how do you, how do you prepare? And I said, oh, I'm just here. I just shake like that. He said, hey. He said, where is going to do program? One hour, 30 minutes. He's on ground, pray, 
can do God. You know, I'm willing. The, the flesh is weak. Anybody I have slept with, he's just used one and a half hours. He's dealing with that matter. Before he will come to ground zero to face God. At that time, <laughs> me and Holy Ghost are in a party now. The Bible says godliness with contentment. It's great. Jesus did not load you. Don't load yourself. Praise the Lord. Live your life for Jesus. Did you see Jesus smoking weed? So I like we, I like we. I like we. It makes me feel good. No. Take it easy. Tell somebody, take it easy. There's a sister I was working with. She was high level, you know, escort. You know, in the world, from the worldly perspective, some activities people do, even though it's immoral, but it's very rewarding. Sometimes if you are a pastor and you really don't fear God, you encourage it in a subtle way. Encourage. Yes. Yeah, just pay your tithes. Just, you know, the thing doesn't be it's the spirit that has been saved. This thing is just dead on your body. You have been forgiven. You have been cleansed. Just to, it doesn't matter. Look, you, I'm just telling you that if, if a pastor preaches like that to you, when he is giving counsel to his children in the house, he doesn't open it like that. Never ever. He tells a child, don't let this boy sleep with you. But he will come to church and tell you that, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I mean, if you are in such a thing, uh, one of my goals is not to keep you in guilt because I know devil will come after your mind. But my quest not to keep you in guilt should also not open a door for you to go haywire as if there is no God. I mean, how do you... Some people can write things, eh? Boy. It's like God has a relationship with her. He doesn't have a mind. So there's no need that because he has loved us, even if we are foolish, he will give us whatever we want. Even if we are foolish, he's paid it all. Who said he paid half? He paid. My father told me, I never was sacked one day for school fees till I finished JSS. But after JSS, he drew a marker. He said, when you people become well, you will join your mother's family. I'm not continuing from here. There was a marker. Yes. <laughs> Look, Paul said, he said, how can we continue to sin so that grace may abound? I'm not preaching about sin. I'm just talking about stewardship. The reason why the love of God constrains me and you have the same love that doesn't constrain you is because you don't have this mind that Jesus had. That I need to honor God with myself 
and everything I'm doing. Do you know that the best thing God gave to us is himself? What do you think is the best thing you can give to God? Is it your money? Did you see God in a supermarket? If you don't give God yourself, all these unbelievers, can you outgive them? They are building hospitals. They are building cities. Uh, on, on the quantum of what they do, where do you measure? That's why I say, if you gain the whole world and you don't give me your soul, you are poor. Are you here at all? I will never preach oh, that go and prostitute and bring the money to God. Let's build the work of God. Build which work? Which, which work? Eh? My work or God's work? Boy. If you read the Old Testament, you, you said continue. You see what you have done. <laughs> if you read the Old Testament, when it was time for the building of the temple, God was categorical. On the kind of substance and materials they should use in building. You can't use anything to build for God. Oh. He, he has a choice to make in the matter. So you can't be there and say that, oh, I go and do this. I come back and do this. God should be fine. No. Even your regular friends around you, they believe in the principle of reciprocity. You honor me, I honor you. And it's in the Bible. Don't be calling God to honor you when you're on your own. You're on your own. What's free? You're on your own. Just doing what you want. Boy. A steward has an accountability mentality. And one of your attributes will be for you to ensure that you are not what God does not want you to be. Period. Praise the Lord. It's finished. All right. Let's see the scripture from this, this thing because I, I need to close and then bing, 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 bing. steward of God, not self-willed. There's somebody that don't have a mind of your own. There's somebody that steward doesn't have a mind of his own. When it comes to God, don't have a mind of your own. That's, let's read it amplifier. <laughs> Amplify it. Major matter. Hey. Amplified. <laughs> wow. Not self-willed or arrogant or presumptuous. Self-willed. You are someone's product. You are someone's servant. And you have to live for that person. You, you can't be anything else. You can't be anything else. I've served, I served my pastor for many years. I don't know how to do high jump. Like people jump too much. It's high wisdom. <laughs> people jump. Hey. Just this week, somebody, was, somebody who was around when I was serving my pastor was talking to me. We spoke out at about 1 a.m. Here. And he said, some things he has gone through somewhere. And he said, they, they wonder 
how I was able to conduct myself when I was in Cape Coast. I said, what do you mean? For me, there was no other way. You were a servant, you were a servant. Finish, period. Don't you know your name? Like, why do, why do you want to become something that you are not? You are a man, you are a man. All this, you see the confusion in, 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 in toilet and bathrooms. Because of that, we don't know born man, born woman, made man, made woman. Nawao. She male. We don't, that's a confusion. We have to stick to God's own plan. There is no, conf, no ambiguity with God's own plan. Male is male. Female is what? There you, you see male. You see. You don't even need to zip somebody. You, you see with your eyes. Bemani. Must look goatish. See female, boy, self-willed. You are just down there. You can't have a mind. A steward must not have a mind of his own. Let this mind be in you. The same which was in Christ. You can't have a mind of... Jesus said, I must need to go through Samaria because the spirit is urging him to go there. You can't have a mind of your own and be a correct because everything you are containing, you are, how do you call it, asset in military terms. Yeah, you are an asset of someone. So, you know, in, in military terms, they don't even call soldier, blah, 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 blah. They call them asset. That's why you are there. They will give you a call. The people who were sent to go and arrest Bin Laden, they were just there. They didn't even know themselves. They were just, they called this one, one, two, three, four, five. When they came together, inside the plane that they saw that they were, everyone has been given instruction. They knew what to do. They were just, asset. Are you an asset? This one that you have a mind of your own with dragonian eyes <laughs> of the church and even to your pastor. <laughs> okay, we'll continue this matter. Oh. Eh? We'll continue. That, me, I have I say you cannot have sex before marriage. You, if you are my member, don't try it. You must not have a mind of your own. <laughs> Maybe you have not read it in the Bible. I have to tell you. You can't. Are you kidding me? There's one man who gave a job to one girl in this church, and I saw that he was just blowing the girl. I, one day, I just called a car park. I said that from today, you can't sleep with this girl again. Have you heard? He said, yes, sir. Finish. Don't stop all this foolishness. What, what do you mean? Stop it. You are there. You are giving small, small envelopes. It's the reason why we can't talk. Are you mad? You, Hey. <laughs> Yeah, that pastor is saying, go on, ride on. Ride where? <laughs> on dangerous waters. Be careful. Hey. One guy just came with the lady. Um, the lady came with a guy. 
The guy was just doing guy guy. I said, You are sleeping with my church, church member. You coming to do guy guy in front of me. I said, Go and come back again. You don't fear. You, you, you are strong, Papa. You are, you are, you are joking. I'm just, look. If you are somebody's child, I mean, your biological parent, hmm, you can't have a mind of your own in certain matters. You have to understand that. Like, as I'm there with Shekinah, 12 years, Francis 9, this one, this, and, hey, stop it. Do what? These people, the mind they have is to eat candies all day. Cake all day. Do you understand? Stop this thing. When you get there, you will know. Until then, we are all children of what? God. And you can't have a mind of your own. You always have to submit your will to his will. Not God submitting to your will. There's a time that he says that, come to the table, let us reason together. He's showing you respect because we are not his level. When you rise to the table, oh, you can express or whatever because it's father, daughter, father, son, whatever. But you are doing that with your honor code, very active. Knowing that this man can just do, you can do what? And right in this church, there are members here whose biological fathers have put them on satanic altars. I can count some here right now as we are talking right now. A father killing you, dear, is a small matter. Did God not kill his son? Did Jesus die? He was killed. <laughs> yeah, father killing you. When you die, what has happened? Nothing has happened. Don't take, take care. Be careful. There are some of your friends who died. You have even forgotten they died. You are nothing until you see you are nothing. You are thinking to something for yourself. <laughs> you are thinking to something for yourself. Take it easy. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. I, I want you to appreciate the fact that you could have been that person outside there and Jesus decided to save you. And he has stored his treasure in you. Don't let a man be pressing, pressing you to dishonor God or you are a man, you are touching here and there to dishonor God. How many people will be... Do you know some people have not seen $100,000 like this before? If, if, if they keep some at your disposal, and you didn't work for it. They say, watch over it. It's even a privilege. Because sometimes all you have to, eh, to sing well is to sometimes even listen well or have that opportunity to hear somebody sing. Two of us. So you have opportunity to see what others have not seen. Clap for, you have to clap for God. And this is the opportunity he has given us. Then you take the opportunity. The reason I'm preaching this message is that uh, do you know, you can have a house help. They are human beings, very correct people. They can stay with you and begin to allocate some powers to themselves. Even begin to abuse the children of the madam. Because they, they have begun to have an entitlement mentality. 
I'm just telling you that being a Christian, you can be in church and go to hell. Because you can be in church and not regard God again. That's say, oh, God, he says he's our father. He understands. Understand what? You are too small for God to change his script now. Stay with God, oh. Do what? Stay with God. Stay with Your mother will be telling you that you are growing. You are going to get one child. Get one. Hey, hey, hey. Stay with God. It's a Babylonian way. Babylonian way. Stay with. Okay, let's rise. Let's rise. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.